Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about the new Marvel movie. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, so the gang's all back. We've got uh, Peter Quill, we've got Rocket, Mantis, Drax, Nebula, Groot, uh, Gamora, and Crow. <laughs> uh, just not Crow. But yeah, so the Guardians are hanging out on Nowhere, spelled with a K. Uh, which is sort of their home base. Um, we've seen some familiar characters from past Guardians movies whose names I don't recall, but you know, you know them if you see them. And yeah, so they're doing all right. Peter Quill, um, played by Chris Pratt, is pretty sad because if to bring you up to speed on past events in the MCU, Gamora died, and I believe it was in Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War. Um, and then in Endgame, through all the machinations of that, they went back in... Somehow the Gamora from 2014 came forward into the 2019 set. And so it was the Gamora from before uh, she met the Guardians and Peter Quill. Because her and Peter Quill ended up, I guess, becoming romantic. Anyway, so the Gamora that is hanging out, hanging out now is the Gamora from 2014. <laughs> so she never experienced any of those things with the Guardians and isn't really into Peter Quill in that way. And so he's sad about that. Uh, all of a sudden, their peace and tranquility is broken uh, when Adam Warlock, um, who is played by Will Poulter, he busts in to nowhere trying to kill Rocket. And he does, like, mortally wound him. So that kind of kicks off the whole thrust of this movie, which is the Guardians, like, and they're, I guess, under some 48-hour gun, because that's when they, that's when it said Rocket will expire. Uh, they are uh, on a quest to find the stuff they need in order to save Rocket's life. And uh, we find out that Adam Warlock was sent to get Rocket or uh, by the High Evolutionary. Uh, who is the main villain of this movie? That's your that's your setup for <laughs> Guardians Three. Yeah, and I kind of like that that kind of simplistic setup. You know, they're trying to rescue or they're trying to save the life of of one of their own. Um, so I liked that as a premise. Of course, it gets more complicated and um, things get a little more dire for a lot of other people for you know in time. But I, I liked the initial setup. Um, it had been a while since I'd seen. These characters, um, you know, I saw the original um, two films, but I've only seen them once in the theater. Um, and then, you know, they've shown up in, in other Avengers movies and whatever. Um, so I'm not, I, I wasn't as familiar with them, but I thought the movie did a good job um, kind of bringing you up to speed with the different characters and their relationships and their chemistry and um, um, how they get along. Um, I was not looking forward. I, I knew going in that this was going to, deal a lot with rocket and his backstory, which I, which is not something I particularly wanted to know. Um, but I thought it ended up being uh, quite moving. Actually, the movie ends up touching on some pretty serious issues like, you know, animal welfare and animal experimentation. And, and all of that was, um, surprisingly moving ultimately. Um, 
I, I enjoyed the flashback scenes when we enjoyed is, is a difficult word. I, I, I liked and appreciated the, the back, the backstory scenes with rocket because um, it did develop some new characters and it did develop him a little more. And it definitely um, touched me in a way that I wasn't expecting. I mean, I, I teared up regarding that and that wasn't, I wasn't expecting to tear up in a guardians of the galaxy movie. So I liked that aspect of it. Um, there's some good action scenes. There's, it looks nice. Um, the movie is too long. However, um, I feel like it could have been at least half an hour shorter. Um, yeah, it's two and a half hours. So. Yeah. And it, uh, it does devolve at times into that frenetic CGI battles that um, a lot of these movies kind of devolve into and kind of bore me. Um, you know, but aside from those criticisms, I, 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 I generally didn't enjoy the movie. What did you think? I enjoyed it, too. Um, it's probably, I would say, my favorite MCU film since Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, the, the pathos and the humor are balanced well here, in my opinion. Um, I was afraid, just based on the trailers going into this movie, that this was going to be a dirge because... The trailers really play up the fact that, you know, this is the end of an era, the third film in this trilogy. And it is the last. So the Guardians of the Galaxy movies have been uh, written and directed by James Gunn. Uh, and so this is his last contribution to the MCU before he goes off to be the basically the creative head of DC's studios. So, yeah, I went into this thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I, I want to have fun with an MCU film. I don't want it to, to you know, feel sad and terrible. And it's not uh, a sad and terrible film all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it has certain fun moments, and I think the humor, like I said, is balanced well with the with the more serious parts. Now that said, those serious parts are pretty serious, and you know sometimes people joke that like they're watching a movie and people are in peril, and it's one thing, but then like a dog or something gets put in peril, and everyone all of a sudden people like sit up and like, oh my gosh, nothing better happen <laughs> to that dog. So, you know, people, you know, we, we tend to, you know, unless we're, you know, sociopaths, we tend to like, like, like a lot of animals and, and not want to see them harmed. Um, and so this plays on that. There are a lot of scenes of animal experimentation, animal cruelty. We see that when Rocket has his little flashback memories. I will say, you, you know, because, you know, these MCU films, Particularly the Guardians ones tend to, you know, people tend to view them as, oh, these are the lighthearted ones. I'm going to take my kids, you know. I will say, you know, you know your kids best. But if your kids are particularly sensitive and whatever, I don't know. You may want to, like, hold off on this. Because, I mean, it's, it, it was dark, you know. Yeah, it's pretty intense, some of those scenes. Yeah. And uh, there was one particular scene. I won't getting into what it was, but yeah, it, it actually, I, I shed a tear. Uh, no, but yeah. So aside from that, um, yeah, it's fine. Um, the villain, like I said, is the high evolutionary. Um, Chikwudi Iwuji is the, um, who the actor who plays him. And I'm not familiar with him, but I thought he did a good job here. And I really liked the high evolutionary as a villain because I'm a person who, for the most part, um, I, I like my villains to be villainous and he, he is, you know, there's this trend in recent years where 
we, you know, whether it's Wicked or like Corella or whatever, like we need to give our villains this backstory and show, like, you know, they weren't they weren't always <laughs> bad. They 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 had some they had some stuff happen to them, and you know, or they're they're really deep down, they're really good, or they can be turned back to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I like my villains to be mean uh, in in a movie. Um, and so yeah, this dude is this dude is straight up terrible. Um, so, and not only that. He's got an interesting thing going on here. Um, so he's trying to create like this utopian society populated by animals. Now, why he wants to do that, I wasn't quite clear, but that is his thing, right? So sometimes you'll get in these movies a villain who they just are doing bad things because they want to be powerful. Like they just want power. I'm a little bored by that. Um, I don't necessarily have to understand their motivation, but if they have some kind of motivation aside from, Hey, I just want to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Then I think that's at least somewhat interesting. And so, yeah, not only, um, was this villain villainous, <laughs> but he also had sort of an interesting thing going on. And so you, you, um, yeah. And I will say this too, uh, early on in the film, I thought to myself, cause these movies, superhero movies have become so predictable. I thought to myself, okay, I can see the beats here. I mean, I can see where this is going to go with this character or that character. But as the movie went on, I thought to myself, you know what? I don't know where this is going. I don't know how they're going to get out of this situation. I don't know what they're going to do next. Um, so I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I, I agree with you about the the villain. He's a, he's a baddie through and through. There's no gray area. And, but he does have an interesting motivation, and so that makes him a little interesting. Um, so yeah, I think in a comic book movie, that's kind of the villain you want to have, right? Um, so I think he works. Um, you know, I, I said earlier, I think the movie looks good. There were some some interesting locations. There's like this um, organic, I don't know what it is, like a space station, but it's all made out of organic material. Um I think Matt maybe didn't appreciate it as much as I did, but I really thought that was an interesting like set and an interesting experience for our characters to come into that world. And um, I found that to be something I hadn't seen before, I guess. Uh, I will say I I thought it was represented. uh, The concept is interesting and it was represented well on screen. I thought everything, all the weird stuff looked really good. mm -hmm. Unlike some of the weird stuff we got in um, quantum mania, which just, to me felt not it felt weird for the sake of being weird these things all worked for me that said i just didn't like that whole sequence and it's like a 20 25 minute sequence um at that organic space station you talk about this movie being too long you can cut that out i don't think it actually i don't think i don't know i don't think it actually added anything Mm -hmm. um but yeah um I should also speak to the the soundtracks. So these movies are kind of famous for their soundtracks. Um, I found this one to be kind of less focused and um, not as good as the previous films. There, you know, we all have our favorite songs. There was one song in here by the Flaming Lips, which I was like excited to hear. But aside from that, I really wasn't engaged by a lot of the music in this one, and and it seemed to be like all over the place. I mean, you had all different kinds of artists. I feel like maybe I have to see the other movies again, but I feel like the previous movies were a little more focused in like a time period or, or whatever. But 
No, I would agree with that. I'm trying to figure out why it bothered me because several of the songs in here. I mean, I think you had like, "Creep" by Radiohead. Yeah, an um, interesting acoustic version acoustic of that. Interesting acoustic <laughs> version that takes out the f bombs, which I know. I, heard I mean, that. you know, it was so kind of obvious. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, you're right. The Flaming Rips song. Do you realize? Which is so. There were songs in here that I liked. The, what bothered me about that Flaming Lips song being in here is there's a particular line in it, um, you know, which is about like, do you realize that? Everyone you know someday will die. They they did not. They cut away before that line, which I think in this movie, particularly the th- thematically, yes, would have been a nice inclusion. That's funny. I had the same thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, here's a couple of things. I, I agree with you. And I, I found the the needle drops in here intrusive. And I kind of, I was like bopping along for the most part, enjoying the movie. And then all of a sudden these needle drops would occur. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Uh, not again. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, so what is bothering me about this? And I think if I had to like psychoanalyze, there's a couple things going on here. One, um, so the first Guardians movie came out in 2014 and it felt kind of new and fresh. And then the sequel is 2017. So just three years later, MCU was kind of ramping up to its zenith and it was good. Right. And, the, you know, so we were all still on board with, uh, you know, drops. It's been six years since the last Guardians movie. And I think that might be just enough time and particularly, you know, had the pandemic in the middle of all that and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like maybe some of us have, we've changed a little bit or moved on a little bit. So this, what was kind of cool and neat then is just sort of like, uh, and also, and this may just be me. I haven't like, you know, done data analysis, but I feel like a lot of movies these days are doing needle drops, mm. you know, um, a lot of movies. So I think when Guardians kind of came along, it wasn't quite so we were, I didn't feel like the, the market was quite so saturated with that. I do now. Mm-hmm. So now when they're doing it, I'm like, okay, this is another movie with a whole bunch of songs <laughs> are dropping in here. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So this movie is probably a victim of its own influence, right? Probably. I think it probably influenced a lot of these movies to, to do mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of tired. Yes. Anything else you... Want to let folks know about it? I don't believe so. I had a good time. It's just surprisingly serious at times. Yeah, it's dark. It's serious. Your mileage may vary. Um, and it's a little long. Yes. But uh, what would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I will give it an 8. So our score is a 7.5. It is on the tomato meter with a certified fresh 81% from critics and a 95% from the audience. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.